for the festival, of course, I took the opportunity to bring, since we had a, a bigger stage, I proposed to bring in a, a larger ensemble to not only play some of the re- uh, music from the record, because in the record, every time we do an album, I take the freedom to be like, hey, it's an album. Why not have an extra voice? Why don't we have an extra layer? We, we can do those things in the studio. Um, but I wanted to make sure to bring that same kind of, or, or even, uh, even more, like I rearranged a lot of the music that we record on the album for this specific concert. everybody, Mike Jeffers, Chicago Jazz Magazine, chicagojazz.com, and welcome to another episode of Around Town. Of course, I'm doing previews for the Chicago Jazz Fest 2023, coming up August 31st to September 3rd, and I'm excited to have Juan Pastor on. He has performed many times at the Chicago Jazz Fest, a couple of times with his own group. He's got a new release that just came out in May, which we're going to talk about. But first, he's playing with his group, Chinchano, on the Jay Prickster Pavilion, September 1st, 4.15 to 5.05 p.m. Juan, thanks for jumping on for a few minutes. Congratulations on the gig. And also, congratulations on the new recording. What's the name of the recording? Hey, Mike, thanks for having me. Uh, my new album is called Cachito. I actually have it right here <laughs> yeah, look at that <laughs> yeah that is there and we put some records here in the wall so it works out nice um yeah thanks for for the time and i'm so excited to be able to join the chicago jazz festival this is the first time that i'm gonna be at the pavilion with my band i've been at the pavilion uh, multiple times but this is uh the first time that i get to bring my band chinchano right um, well, and you, we did... I, I remember you played a couple of times with chinchano uh, in the past there, and I know you've got a couple of recordings with Chinchano out, and I think if there's a lot of people that are watching this that, that maybe know your name and have heard Chinchano because they've seen the advertisements and stuff but haven't heard you guys play, why don't you talk mm-hmm. a little bit about Chinchano and about how the whole concept came about for you to start the group because it's it's fascinating. I know you know you can talk about your past and all that too because I know it all kind of folds together. Yeah, so just uh, so we did play the Chicago Jazz Festival in 2015. So we haven't really been in in the fest with my band since then. I played the festival with other people, but um, it's, we haven't been back in a, in, a, in a minute, let's say. Um, but yeah, Chinchano, as as you mentioned, is my project that uh, I've been kind of working um, the music that I hear. Most of the music that I let's say I hear is music that has tradition of uh, my country, Peru where um, I grew up and I studied music uh, after moving to the States, of course, and learning about uh, Black American music and play with some great musicians from the scene. Um, it was kind of a necessity of, 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 of putting my voice on, on you know, the table. And without even trying too hard, it was naturally that uh, some of the sounds that I was hearing were influenced by some of my roots, as well as some of the sounds that I was hearing at the time was more jazz related, blues and all these things that were just kind of combining. And um, and yeah, that was kind of like the idea of like, oh, I have these melodies, let me just put them down on paper. How And key important element is that the musicians, the musicians really bring the music to life, how, how they have been committed to the music and really not only bringing their expertise in jazz, but also taking the time to learning about the culture where I come from and really, really have a, a strong merge of those styles of music, right? Upper Peru music with some like modern jazz. What's Chinchano mean in, in Peruvian? I mean, I know it's from Peru, right? Or is it? Yeah, yeah. So in Peru, um, 
so I'm from Lima, which is the capital. And the idea of Chinchana came uh, when I first, you know, put the band together. And it was really something where, hey, we need a name for your band. And I, I, I just didn't know what to say. And I remember talking to my dad and um, telling him about the, the music that I was, I was doing with my band. And some, an early memory that I had is that er, since I grew up playing this instrument called cajon, which is an Afro-Peruvian instrument, that instrument, um, the the culture that is behind that instrument is uh, it's most of most of the big uh, like a big part of that culture grew in the south of Lima in this area called Chincha. So not it's not in Lima; it's in this area called Chincha. And, and clearly, a person from Chincha would be called a Chinchano. Oh. I'm technically a Limeño, <laughs> but the people from Chincha is Chinchano. So it was kind of um, since I, I was a uh, a kid, I remember my dad saying things were a uh we gotta go to chincha so you you learn the real stuff almost like a good way to see it is like for example when you're in the states and you want to see where jazz comes from and then people be like oh you gotta go to new orleans and like that's that's where things kind of started so it's a similar idea uh, so chinchana came with uh, the idea of giving tribute to the people from chincha uh it's just the idea many times i encounter people from chincha and be like hey are you from chincha and i'm like i'm actually not i'm just giving tribute to to you all <laughs> uh some people liked it some people will be like oh man got offended but you know you know you can please everyone that's okay no of course, <laughs> not. Of course not trust me i know that but you know it's it, so so you started this group you started writing all the music too right i mean this is all original music that you've been writing for the group right it's all original music. I wouldn't say I write all the music because uh, one of my uh, my musicians, Stu Mindeman, who is like one of my best friends as well, he uh, he's been in Peru like eight, nine times, let's say. Um, he multiple times traveled to Peru to hang out or just to learn about the music. He really seems to really like it. And because of that, he had a, a, um, a passion to write in within the Peruvian Andy style, which is called Wino. So he has a lot of songs in that kind of specific genre. Um, so we could collaborate a lot. And in every album, he has at least bring uh, one or two songs per album, right? Usually we have about nine songs. I usually write the rest. And I like to have always one cover to arrange. I like to have a Peruvian folk song that I arrange as kind of something that it started as uh, just kind of like, hey, let's do it. But now it kind of became a tradition that's like, hey, what's the cover that we're going to arrange for this album? Right. So, well, that's so, so it's I mean, most of my music. Yeah. I mean, I, I, I love that fact, too, because, you know, first of all, you're collaborating and especially with this kind of music. Obviously, I've seen you perform. I've seen Chinchano perform uh, uh, many times. But this type of music, everybody in the band has to be locked in like frame of mind. This isn't something where you can just say, oh, OK, you know, let's just all get together and we'll just jam this thing. It'll sound great. It's not that way. So finding the right like minded musicians to play with you somebody like Stu, and i know you have a couple of different guys in the band that have rotated in and out which we'll talk about in a second but isn't it really important to find a like-minded group so that you can all kind of get on the same wavelength because there's so many layers to this music you can't just can't just wing it as they say you're right something the learning curve the that that every single musician who has passed through my band uh has mentioned to me is understanding this the feel, the swing of the eight notes, the 16 notes, because as uh, most of well, my friends are Americans, we're more used to like the, the tradition of jazz, which has like a, a specific way when we approach the eight notes, right? I know we, we can talk about music, but 
it is hard to break it down in paper. It's more of a like you have to listening and like learning how to phrase in that specific way. So it's the same thing with this style. Like these musicians have to take the time to to really listening and see like, oh, okay, like they are placing the 16 notes in the front or in the end. How are they doing that? And uh, I've been lucky to have uh, in my, my core members in the band is uh, Stu, as I mentioned, uh, Matt Ullery, who's my bassist now, and, and Dustin Lorenzi, who's uh, playing tenor. Um, so that's the core band. That's where we usually play performances as a quartet. For the festival, of course, I took the opportunity to bring, since we had a, a bigger stage, I proposed to bringing a, a larger ensemble to not only play some of the re- uh, music from the record, because in the record, every time we do an album, I take the freedom to be like, hey, it's an album. Why not have an extra voice? Why don't we have an extra layer? We, we can do those things in the studio. Um, but I wanted to make sure to bring that same kind of or, or even uh, even more, like I rearranged a lot of the music that we record on the album for this specific concert. Uh, the album has songs that have like two horns, but like, it's like, hey, I have three horns now. So I'm gonna remake mm-hmm. a, a new arrangement of the same song. And for me as a, a composer and an arranger, that's super exciting. Just rethink some of the, of the songs. Um, how can I keep expanding? And that's been super fun in the past week just to rearrange the music. Well, um, and I can also tell you a little bit. Yeah. Uh, what are you going to say? Sorry. Well, real real fast, I was just going to say who's on the, since you're expanding out the ensemble, who who can people hear on September 1st on the Jay Prickster Pavilion at 415 when they come to see you? Yeah, of course. So uh, we have um, Greg Ward and Victor Garcia from both Chicago musicians uh, known in Chicago. I know Victor, uh, Greg is from Peoria, uh, but they're you know, Chicago musicians known in the scene. They're really uh, hot musicians, let's say. They play with everyone. And uh, for the album, I invite them to join for a couple of songs. They're like, Greg's, I think, is in two songs and Victor's in two songs. They're not even the same songs, um, but they're going to be joining for the whole concert. Like I mentioned, I rearranged. Uh, and I'm also bringing, uh, I'm super excited to bring actually Jair Sala, who is a Grammy-nominated uh, percussionist. He... His career is got popular playing with Pedrito Martinez, who is like a very popular musician. And Jair was like his kind of like second percussionist, like Pedrito plays percussion and singing, and Jair was playing. And uh, I got to know Jair because of that band. Soon enough, uh, uh, you know, five times a year, five years ago, I, I figured out I didn't know that he was actually Peruvian, that he lived in New York, but he was actually from Peru. So I started like really interesting in his career and. Uh, I reached out to him, it was when I was recording my third album, El Regreso, and I invite him to do uh, some percussion, you know, as a guest. So I recorded the percussion, but then I delete all the percussion. I was like, hey, man, you, you should record the percussion. So I went to New York, I went to the studio, had laid all this percussion, and I always had this idea, like, man, I got to get you to Chicago to play a live show with me because you were just so happening. It was fun to work with him, not only because he understands the tradition of Peruvian music really well, but he's also some of the highest level of conga, cajon playing that I've heard, period. Um, so I, as a precautionist, as a cajon player as well, I'm getting, I get really picky with when I have to put another cajon player on the <laughs> stage. So, so it was for me, it's always been like, kind of like, it's not that they're not great musicians in town. It's just like, it's more about like people who are really understand the style of Peruvian music. So, when I got the call for the festival, I just like, uh, I, you know, the budget definitely helps. It's like, hey, let's 
let's bring Jair. This is the opportunity to bring Jair. And uh, we have some Zoom conversation. We've been talking through the music. We have a, a main rehearsal coming up next week. So it's going to be super fun having him on stage with us. Oh, that's awesome. So we're seven, seven people on stage. So it's going to wow. be great. That That's, first of all, <clears throat> going to see you guys play just as a quartet's always exciting. But as you expand this out and then you're bringing him in from New York, I mean, that's, so September 1st, Jay Prickster Pavilion, 4.15 p.m. to 5.05 p.m. Now you have the new recording out, Cachito, uh, that mm -hmm. came out in May. I'm assuming you're going to play some tunes from that, right? So that's going to be released yeah. a little bit. So talk a little bit about the the meaning behind this recording, too, because I know there's a deeper meaning behind it. Of course. So Cachito is my record. I keep It's this one <laughs> right here. <laughs> that's actually – let me just grab it really quick. All right. This is actually – it's a painting of a picture that was taken in the 80s. This is actually my dad. Really? Um, oh, wow. Yes, I know. It's pretty awesome. I can no. show you the picture later. The, I have the original. It's like this size. So I hired this painter from Cusco, uh, another town in Peru, to, to do um, a painting of the big uh, photo, right? So we can take a high-resolution picture to use it. Uh, now, why why did I did that? Because unfortunately, my my father passed away um, in July. Uh, two, now two years have passed uh, since he passed, and of course, he was inspiration for me to do not only uh, music, but just like how I, you know, my father uh, figure and, and many things how I put my life and um and my album was this idea of a tribute to to him to. Uh, I, I was already working on the album when I knew he was sick. So there was a process of of knowing that, uh, I mean, he had cancer. It was kind of like hard. You, you want to be positive about it, but it was kind of hard to see how he was, like the progress of the illness. Mm -hmm. It was not necessarily getting better. So this definitely took um, influence on in how I was doing the writing. I re even remember having a big concert. I played the High Park Jazz Festival and I already knew that he, he had cancer and it was like stage four. So at that time I started like thinking about some of the music that I was writing and and it was, even if you hear, there are moments of the music that they can sound dark, like they sound like a little uncomfortable, let's say, um, because of how I was feeling. And there are also moments that say, that you'll hear that some more of a, um, I would use words like as a, as peaceful moments, as like like something that goes into eternal life. So, some of those um, feelings that I was going through the mom, uh, through the time uh, were part of how I was developing the music at the same time, right? And um, and yes, the album is uh, I think there's seven songs. Yeah, there are, no eight songs. Eight songs. <laughs> Keep forgetting. Uh, there are eight <laughs> songs from uh, from those we're gonna play. I think five. Um, in the in the festival that I rearranged. So even if you have the album, these are gonna be new versions of all the songs because you know why not rearrange everything? And it's a lot of work. <laughs> it's fun. Yeah. Uh, and I, I wrote uh, I wrote a, a couple new stuff for for the festival that are gonna be we we played in, in a gig but never played in this configuration. So everything is kind of world premiere now because these arrangements are gonna be first time heard. So. Uh, so I'm super excited for that. Uh, the album was released in May of late May, so it's May 29. So it still still feels very fresh. I've been dropping videos of the recording session, yep. trying to drop one video a month. Uh, you know, so if if everyone, anybody's interested in getting a little previous, you can find me on social media. Uh, they can find my website. I've been uploading uploading everything on my YouTube channel, on my Instagram channel. 
uh, and everything is linked also on my website. I know you're going to be able to, to put it somewhere in here. Yeah. Uh, like right here or something. <laughs> right? That's my yeah. job. You're doing my job, Juan. Link <laughs> up right there. Yeah, man, yeah. I'm trying to. <laughs> so, Juan, so it's Juan-Pastor.com. But, of course, it, it is linked up to Juan's point right down there. And you can see the whole group perform this incredible show Um I'm so glad they put you guys on the main stage. So September 1st, Jay Prickster Pavilion, 4.15 p.m. to 5.05 p.m. Juan Pastor, Chinchano, his larger ensemble, which is going to be very exciting. Of course, for those of you that uh, are heading down to the fest, I would suggest getting there early. All the music actually starts at 11.30 on that Friday on September 1st. So come down, spend the entire day. And Juan's kicking off the main stage performances that night. 4.15 p.m. he starts. And, uh, man, congratulations on everything. This is going to be... Uh, Thank you again, Mike. This is gonna I will tell you one thing. Yeah. I will bring records more than last <laughs> last time I was there. Because I remember in 2015, you asked me to bring some records to, to sell at the... At the we had a stand there with the Chicago yeah, Jazz Magazine. Before I knew, we ran out of records. <laughs> we, like, you sold out. I was like, you got my records. I was like, I, didn't, I only brought 50. So this time I'm coming prepared. Good. Yeah, <laughs> so, good. Yeah, we're gonna we're gonna have all our record CDs. We're gonna have vinyls, all that good stuff. Yeah, and I, I don't know where they have the main stage set up because I don't do the sales anymore, and I don't think anybody is. So I think they have separate main stage stuff set up. But to Juan's point, Didn't I know that. he played at one of the side stages. Time he came over, he had a line down in front of my place, and he sold everything out. It was like, okay, well, there you go. So it, it, he's coming prepared this time, and you want to pick this up too because I keep telling everybody, and Juan, I've had a lot of different musicians on talking about the same thing, especially something like this and a and a recording like yours. You want to listen from top to bottom on something like this because there's a deep meaning behind it, and you put it together in that order for a specific reason. And that's why you want to not just yeah. single here and there. You want to pick the whole thing up. And I'm pretty sure if Juan's there, he might even sign it for you. I, I bet he will. Yeah. I haven't get used to the idea of just releasing singles yet. There's something that it's yeah. fun, but you know, it's not nothing like the experience of putting a record and just listening top to bottom the way the artist intended of you to go through like that. You know, of course, everybody is going to have their own kind of, perception and kind of like trip while they're listening to the record but there is there is like a, a curve you know like the way like hey this is how set you know even if you hear the first track i feel like a lot of people are like wow man like i don't know what i'm getting myself into because it, i really expose myself in a way of uh, emotions right like i there's nothing to to be hitting in this record it's like right from the beginning you'll hear what the record is about and when it finishes also it kind of give you that sense of closure right well, I'm glad you explained the whole thing, too. And I know you're going to talk a little bit about it when you're performing this stuff up on the main stage. So, again, September 1st, 4.15 p.m., Jay Prickster Pavilion, Chicago Jazz Fest 2023. Juan, thanks for jumping on today. Congratulations on everything. And I will see you at the festival for sure. Thank you, Mike. Thanks for the time. And I'm excited to be in the festival. And I look forward to see you next time. Absolutely. And of course, thanks everybody for watching. As I always say, all the information, including the entire Chicago Jazz Fest lineup is up on chicagojazz.com. And until next time, hopefully I will see somebody out on the scene.